Recorded live. Yo, you there? Oh, right here, man. Perfect timing, brother. Yeah, the motherfucker's um, still working, I guess, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. is, is it, yeah, is it that man. Jenna, Jenna, that Jenna girl uses this shit too, huh? You told me. Yeah, she uses. Yeah, she uses TalkShoe. Um, and I'm gonna try to just launch it live on this for the intern. We need to go live, and you're absolutely right. So, if anything, we'll start doing a live broadcast on Monday, if that's okay. Or okay. if you want, we can do a post fight on Sunday morning or Saturday night. Uh, we can wait till Monday, brother, because these yeah, these fights aren't shit. After the show, okay? Let me figure out what my schedule is. All right, all right. Let me know when you're ready, brother. Whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to an all new edition of War Week Radio. Happy New Year, everyone. This is our first broadcast in the new year, 2017. And guys, this would not be an episode of War Week Radio without the counsel of our good friend, three-decade fight trainer, the one and only Mr. James Gogi. James, how are you this evening, sir? Hey, doing great, Joe. Doing great. We had a, took a little break, you know. Uh, we needed that sometimes, you know. Sometimes, you know, we went, what, five years straight? Non-stop, so it's good to take a month off to get recharged and uh, get ready for the new year. A lot of great fights coming up in uh, in the boxing world, and the one we're going to talk about tonight, uh, you know, pretty much caught everybody off guard, and uh, I think it's going to be <laughs> one of the big events boxing needs to get back on the mainstream, uh, you know, road to success. Yeah, to the dismay of the diehard fight fans, guys, this will prove to be an historic a historic showdown um, that should be one of the biggest fights in the history of Mexico's boxing lineage. Guys, you're going to yeah. see two-division world champion uh, Canelo Alvarez, and he's going to take on, be still my heart, Gogi, the former WBC middleweight champion Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. on single oh. the mile weekend, slated for Saturday, May 6th. Scheduled for 12 rounds at a catchweight of 164.5 pounds, and it's going to be distributed live on HBO pay-per-view. Gogi, several things to touch on when regarding this. Obviously, fight fans, and the reason why I, I talked about, to the dismay of the diehard fight fans, they've been clamoring for one fight and one fight only when Canelo's name is mentioned. And that's Gennady Golovkin, right? So, and their biggest gripe, uh, and, and they're already banging the drum, calling Canelo Alvarez and Golden Boy Promotions a bunch of hypocrites, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as the deal was reached, which was announced uh, just yesterday, right? Um, yeah, everyone started calling him a bunch of hypocrites. So here is Canelo wanting a catchweight of 155 pounds to fight Gennady Golovkin. Now he's moving past the middleweight division and competing as a super middleweight for this fight. What are your thoughts on this, Gogi? You know what, Joe? I've been, you know, last year especially, I want to award path on Canelo, you know. 
oh sweetie pie, uh, after you know, <laughs> knocked out Miracon. You know, everybody's been uh, you know, you know, begging for that fight. Every the demand for that fight's been high with him and Triple G, Kennedy Golovkin. Mm-hmm. He invites Golovkin in the ring and starts talking all that shit. You know, I'm from Mexico. We don't f around. <laughs> da, 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 da. Then, uh, you know, I'll fight you anytime. I'll fight you right now. You know, uh, well, then a week later, uh, oh, sweetie pie, you know, uh, says, ah, oh, the hell with that. I don't want to fight you. You could have my belt. And, you know, he took a lot of, he took a lot of uh, criticism for that. But, you know, and I've been on the war path on that, you know, talking about that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know the names I called them in the past. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you know, this fight, yeah, I, you know, if it leads into the Getty Golovkin fight, the fight, the, the real fight that people want to see, I like it. And this fight, like you said, Joe, we talked about it earlier, this is the biggest fight in uh, Mexico since two Mexican nationals fought uh, Marco Antonio Barrera and Eric Morales. And yep. this, it's going to be a huge fight, whether it's in Vegas and, or hopefully it's in Dallas. Now, if it's in Dallas... I can see this fight doing 75,000 because of the fact the last time uh, Canelo fought there, he did over 53 fighting a guy from England that knew, nobody knew about. If he Liam Smith, that's over right. There, oh, my God. And, Joe, this is the kind of fight boxing needs to get back into that mainstream because right now, boy, it's hurting. Indeed, Gogi. And just to give you an idea, all right, the most lucrative fight in America – Right in 2016, was Alvarez versus Khan generating a revenue of 27 million dollars, 27.7 million? Right. Mm. If they hold this in the Jerry Dome, how much do you see Golden Boy Promotions generating and uh, Zanfer Promotions generating for this event? Oh, Will it geez. double? Will it double that amount? You got two Mexican nationals. What's driving boxing in America right now is the Mexicans, okay? Uh, Mexican Americans and Mexican nationals. Oh, they're going to support this fight. Plus, uh, Joe, the you know the boxing diehard boxing fans. Plus, uh, you know, they'll start. They'll trickle over to mainstream too because of the you know the amount of uh, what do you call it? The amount of the demand for the fight, especially if you know it does 75,000 uh, fans, you know, you know, it, it'll, the mainstream will start covering it and everything. But as far as, uh, you know, the Hispanic population, oh, they're going to, they're going to support this fight, you know, uh, especially two Mexican nationals fighting, you know, the most popular, uh, I don't know if he's the most popular, uh, you know, he's probably the face of boxing in Mexico right now is Canelo and, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the prima donna, uh, you know, the son of the great legend, you know, El, El Grande Campeón. Is that how you call it, Joe? <laughs> Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., you know? So, oh, hey, Joe, boy. I'm, hey, Joe, they had to make this fight because the older yep. Chavez is getting, you, you don't know when it's going to be his last fight. So they had to make this fight happen. And I'm glad it's happening. And I just hope it's in Dallas where they pack the place, you know, 60, 75, 80,000. And it starts it starts building that buzz in boxing again. You know that uh, a sport I I love so dearly, and I you know, I lost a lot of uh, my enthusiasm last year because of all the all the shit that went down and all the crap. You know Al Heyman, you know the biggest you know pile of shit that's come into boxing in the last thirty <laughs> years. You know he's, he's ruined it the last couple of years, Joe. He's Indeed. ruined it. And we'll yeah. talk about that anyway. Yeah, that's that's yeah. We'll talk about it a little bit later on in the program, but. 
You know, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fought one time in 2016 since getting stopped by Andrew Fanfara uh, in 2015, and that was against Mr. Dominic Bridge on December 10th in Monterey, Mexico. And, um, you know, uh, (laughs) I mean, he he looked to be in very, very good shape, though, being trained by, what, his, uh, his uncle, correct? Yeah, uh, Adolfo. I, I can't remember his name, man. I, I met them guys when they came and trained. Uh, when Julio was, uh, you know, coming up, he was just training. He was in the sixth round stage. They trained in my gym. I think it's Adolfo. Yeah, I can't. Or well, he, he won a he won a he won a ten round UD. Gogi, first of all, how did he look? Um, you know, considering the layoff, how, how motivated did he look? What kind of shape did he look? Um, look to be in, and uh, is he going to be ready? for Canelo Alvarez. Is he going to be ready to compete at that level um, at 164.5 pounds? And that's another issue that we're going to get into, the weight. Because uh, there is a stipulation of coming in overweight. Because Chavez Jr., obviously, uh, religiously, <laughs> he, yeah. he likes to come in a little heavy. Well, there's a stipulation in the contract that he is going to have to pay a million dollars for every pound that he comes in overweight. That's just one issue. That's just one issue. Who's going to train him? Is he going to be in shape? And is he ready to compete at the same level as against a Canelo Alvarez? There, there, there's a basket full of issues here, Gogi. So first things first, um, is this his golden parachute? Can he compete against someone of the ilk um, of Canelo Alvarez? Just his his size, Joe, and his solid chin. You know, you know he'll be able to take a lot of punishment in there. But as far as skills, athleticism, and talent are you know, by far. You know, you got to go with Canelo on that. But you know, just his sheer size, uh, and you know, Memo Heredia will get him great in great shape. Uh, <laughs> and Memo Heredia will feed him them great protein shakes that gives his fighters just <laughs> awesome strength that people never seen before in the history of mankind. So he'll be all right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, you know what, Gogi? If this version of Chavez Jr., if this is the version who fought against Andy Lee, right, in El Paso several years mm-hmm. ago, if that guy actually faced Canelo Alvarez, I would really be looking forward to this fight and say that this is going to be competitive at the very least for at least five, six rounds. Mm. especially if <laughs> um, but looking at the style matchup looking how sharp Canelo has appeared to be in his last mm. several outings stopping Amir Khan in vicious brutal fashion stopping Liam Smith uh, with a body shot ultimately flooring him several times um, and then you look at someone who's been largely inactive um, Gogi this doesn't look good and and the style matchup appears to really favor the explosive pocket counterpuncher in Canelo Alvarez. Um, huh. Yeah, if you had to create a betting line, because I'm I'm looking online right now and I don't see any odds yet posted from many sports books, uh, even though this deal is official, Gogi, where would you set the odds if you were a, a handicapper? Anywhere from five to seven to one. That sounds reasonable. Um, do you really think it's going to be that competitive, five or seven to one? 
Yo, they got to make money. <laughs> okay, they don't want to get it too high. All right. You got to think that. Uh, they're, they're not setting the, they're not setting the line just to, you know, uh, uh, give a prediction on how competitive the fight is going to be. They set a line. They want to make some damn money. Okay. So hmm. I'd say five, well, let's... five to seven to one. <laughs> I tell you what, let's look at the tell the tape at this time. Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. We'll look at the, uh, well, the uh, the bigger man. He comes into the ring at age 30. Can you believe it, Gogi? The Jeez, kid he's 30? is 30 yeah. years old now. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> why they made this fight, Joe. And he's, and he's going to be 31 when he steps in the ring on May 6th, right? Um mm-hmm. He finds out of the orthodox stance. He stands six foot one inches tall in the center of the ring. He fights Damn. behind a seventy three inch reach from Sinaloa, Mexico. He's going to come into the ring with a record of fifty wins, two losses, one draw, thirty two big wins coming by way of knockout. And once again, the two his only two losses on his professional record um, were a decision loss in which he put forth a gallant effort. And a very dramatic 12th round charge against former uh, middleweight champion Sergio Maravilla Martinez. And then getting knocked out against Andrew Fanfara back in April of 2015. Um, Mm. Gogi, uh, tell us, what are the the obvious strengths and weaknesses of Mr. Chavez Jr.? Uh, he's got a great last name. His dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's got a good chin. He's big and he's going to be bigger than he's going to be bigger, bigger. Uh, he's going to be bigger and heavier than uh, Canelo, so he'll be able to take the punishment Canelo's going to give him. That's it. Mm. He's got a great last name, Chavez Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. That's his big greatest strength. Wow, that's that's <laughs> now all the intangibles in which he actually stated. Yeah, they seem to really point heavily in favor of well Canelo Alvarez. And um, tell you what, at this time, let's take a look at the tell the tape for Saul Canelo Alvarez. Um, he is going to come into the ring at age twenty six, Gogi. He finds out of the orthodox stance, stands five foot nine inches tall. Yeah, right, if he's actually wearing platform shoes. He fights behind a reach. (laughs) He fights behind a 70-inch reach from Jalisco, Mexico. He comes into the ring with a record of 48 wins, one loss, one draw, with 34 big wins coming by way of knockout. His lone loss coming at the hands of Floyd. Money Mayweather, uh, Gogi. Looking at the intangibles, where does Canelo have the greatest advantage, and what are Canelo's strengths and weaknesses going into this fight? Ah, talent and skills. Bottom line, advantage on speed, uh, advantage on uh, uh, counter punching. Uh, you know, those better, more. Better, more proficient combinations to the head and body, body head, with 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 you know what what do you call it? Razor sharp precision, Joe. He throws them combinations. Uh, 
what else? Uh, smart and intelligent, good defensive skills, a good chameleon, knows how to adapt to every situation. This type of style that Chavez has, who's going to come, you know, try to, you know, uh, use the size and and uh, ground and pound on him like he did against Andy Lee, is made for Canelo, boy. It's made for his, uh, mm-hmm. like you said, his pocket counterpunching style. So, you know, just overall, man, the overall uh, skill sets of Canelo, you know, his hand speed, uh, his counterpunching ability, his creative combination punching with uh, precision-like uh, accuracy, uh, just everything, Joe. Yeah, he's got the, you know, he has the edge on uh, uh, Julio. But Julio, you know, he's going to be strong. Uh, he'll be, you know, he'll, you know, he'll be strong. He'll be in condition because Memo's, get, you know, get him in shape. Uh, he'll be uh, probably the bigger guy when uh, after he rehydrates himself after the weigh, you know, after the weigh-in, he'll come, you know, come in there strong. But uh, me personally, Joe, yeah, you know, just yeah, he's tailor made for Julio. I mean, he's tailor made for Canelo. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, but. What will make him competitive is the kid got a good chin and uh, and you know he's got good size. He's got good size. You know he's a uh, he'll be a bigger, uh, heavier punching bag uh, for Canelo to hit that night, and that that will give him the uh, ability only to take just more punishment. That's all. Now you've noticed this in the past, and this was evident against Liam Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Where Canelo likes to take breaks during the round because he combines. It goes back to the Emmanuel Stewart triangle, right? If you combine speed with power, you ultimately sacrifice punch volume, right? Which Canelo often does. Is that the only chance Chavez Jr. has in winning this fight? To take advantage of those lulls in action. That's it. He's got to fight the type of fight like his dad fought when he fought Edwin Chapo Rosario. Just constant ground and pound, uh, uh, short, sharp, crisp combinations to the body and head. Just use that, you know, his physical, uh, his, you know, his superior size, his weight advantage he's going to have, and just, you know, ground and pound on uh, Canelo and everything. Because if he thinks he's going to go out there and be Mr. Cutie Pie and try to box Canelo range, it ain't going to work, man. Okay? It ain't going to work. Uh, you know, <laughs> Canelo will walk him down. Canelo will walk him down. Canelo will counter... Uh, over his jab with a you know the fast sharp counter right hand he'll throw like you know like he did American uh, you know it ain't gonna work man it ain't gonna be effective you know the box me I think they think they have a big size advantage and you know just box and move and outpoint Canelo you know and everything but to me you know that ain't gonna be enough you know I think he's gonna have to you know utilize that ground ground and pound game in the trenches like his dad did when he fought Edwin Chapo Rosario with just beautiful. Short, sharp, crisp combinations to the body, head, head, and body. You know what I mean? And Chavez Jr. Jr. could do it too when he's in shape and when he's when he's prepared correctly and everything. Okay, he could do the same stuff his dad. Not as proficiently, not as talented or or skill wise, but same basic fundamentals. Okay, he could do it. And I really believe if he works on the inside, when especially when the old sweetie pie takes a break, the sharp combinations, uh, the short, you know, uh, short hooks. Right and left, uh, the uppercuts, the body shots, and just keep grounding and pounding on uh, you know Canelo and everything, and don't let him take breaks. Yeah, you know, you know, because Sweetie Pie, you know, Canelo, he does like he loves to take them little quinceanera breaks. You know, uh, between uh, you know between rounds sometimes. Okay, he'll he'll take a little uh, break and everything, a breather. Like, man, what the hell's going on, man? You just had a great mm-hmm. round. Continue that consistency of Canelo to put. Round after round after round after round, uh, a, a good, his consistency to put a good round 
after good round, after good round, after good round. I, 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 you know, I hardly see it in his fights and everything, okay? But that's – that's because if he tries to box Canelo, Canelo, man, he's going to see all that stuff, man. He's got great reflexes, good eyes. He's going to, you know, he's going to use his great upper body movement and make Chavez miss with all that stuff and everything. That ain't going to work. What's going to work is that ground and pound, okay, inside the trenches and everything. And and uh, Canelo, that's, you know, where he wants him at, and, hey, he'll make a great fight, you know. And, uh, you know Indeed. Indeed. So Oscar De La Hoya, when this fight was first announced, well, this is what he had to say about it. Quote, boxing has been searching for a fight to draw the casual fan back to our sport. And Canelo versus Chavez Jr. is just that fight. Canelo is the biggest star in boxing. He's going to take on not only a former world champion in, in Julio uh, Jr., but the son of the biggest star in the history of boxing in Mexico. End quote. Um, uh. Gogi, is this going to be that fight? The big, man, Joe, I haven't seen a big fight like this that potentially could be a big fight, especially if you put it like in Dallas, where Canelo's hot over there. Man, jeez, man, it's going to be a lot bigger than that Barrera and so, uh, Morales fight. So that fight was does, hot. So huh? two things, though, Gogi, two things to consider. The fact that Canelo Alvarez, well, is seemingly, well, he's he's not fighting Golovkin. He's He hasn't fought Golovkin. That's the fight that the... The, the diehard fight fans really want to see the most. Uh-huh. Couple okay, couple that with well the stature, the the current stature of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. He's not exactly in the prime of his career, and he's not exactly the most popular fighter in Mexico at this time. Um, is this going to be a is this going to boom or bust on May sixth? On pay-per-view, on HBO pay-per-view, Gogi. Joe, what does it say? Cinco de Mayo is the hottest day to do pay-per-view because mm-hmm. Hispanics, whoever fights, they're going to support it. It's going to boom. <laughs> Everybody in Mexico, the press especially, are going to be talking about this fight. In the country of Mexico, uh, Mexican TV, who buys it, they're going to have to pay, like you said, they're going to have to pay an, an arm and a leg to get that fight over there. The sponsors involved... You know they're gonna be. Uh, mm. They're gonna have to pay a lot, Joe. The, the 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 revenue streams that are gonna be coming into this fight are gonna be high. Okay, so mm. even though yeah, Chavez, but hey, Joe, like I said, his greatest asset is his name. Who's gonna save Chavez Jr. Okay, and the dad's gonna be behind him, pumping it up. You know, uh, you know, hey, that's his dad. You know, a dad's always yep. gonna support his son and everything, no matter how many times his. Son has pissed his dad off. He's still going to be there, you know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, to me, yeah, people are down on Chavez and this and that, but this is single to mile day, the number one pay-per-view uh, date in boxing for the whole year. And it's two Mexican nationals and Mexicans are which dri- are driving boxing in America, Mexican-Americans and Mexican nationals. So, oh, yeah, Joe. I, especially, Joe, right now, if Canelo could do 50, 53,000 with Liam Smith, well, goddamn, what can what can you imagine with a well-known guy like Chavez uh, Jr.? You know, a guy that's well-known with his dad behind him. Oh, geez, mm-hmm. I don't know, Joe. I think they could do seventy-five thousand, eighty thousand. You know, and, and to me, that's being you know uh, that's being realistic. What do you think? You know what? I think that yeah, this is going to do a huge gate, and they would be foolish, I think, 
to, well, deny Jerry the opportunity to actually host and stage this event. Now, looking at pay-per-view numbers, though. Okay, the pay-per-view platform isn't exactly at its healthiest state in boxing. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. How, what do the numbers look like in this age of piracy as well as, well, uh-huh. the, uh, the unpopular sentiment throughout America of boxing currently? Me, Joe, they've got to correct that piracy crap. And mm, indeed. once they do that, I can see this fight doing over half a million. I don't know. I'm not no pay-per-view expert, but uh, Mark Caput, you know, uh, I got I got all about to give him a little tweet and what's his opinion, what he, the numbers he'll think they'll do. But I figure 500. I mean, I don't know what they budgeted this fight. I know Chavez, I mean, I know Chavez Jr., they offered him $5 million and he complained about that, so they probably made the offer a little bit richer. You know Canelo's going to get anywhere from 10 to $15 million, so they got to budget it around Indeed. that, Joe. They got a budget Indeed. around that, maybe five, six hundred thousand. But Joe, mm-hmm. don't forget, two well-known guys like that. People aren't going to yep. fight a pirate. They're going to just, you know, they're going to. It's going to be like a, a. They're not going to be behind their computer and wait on Facebook. I think they're going to go out and buy this thing, and you know, have well, a good barbecue and everything. You know, with well, look at Conor McGregor, who's currently the biggest draw in combat sports at this time. His last two pay-per-views, respectively, earned. Well, pulled in 1.3 and 1.5 million viewers, respectively. Mm. Do you see it mm. even coming anywhere close to that, Gogi? Ah, uh, nah, I can't see that. Nah, I wish it'd be great for boxing if it did that, but mm. uh, I, mean, I got to be so, realistic too. You know what I mean? Well, looking at the style matchup, do you think? Because I can't imagine unless Canelo just, well, just pulls out a bat and uncorks it on uh, Chavez Jr. I can't imagine this matchup not fulfilling everyone's expectations in terms of action and drama. Do you think that's going to go a long way in trying to attract the mainstream and casual sports fan once again? Yo, if they market it good, yeah. Right now, I know the Mexicans are going to support it. Okay, okay, that's great. Now you get people besides Mexican, other ethnicities like Puerto Ricans, you know, and who are big boxing fans and everything, you know, uh, African Americans, you know, the Anglo's, you know, and you get it, you start getting people like that to support it, you know, everybody chips in and everything, yeah. But it, it, Joe, if they market it good, like I think they're gonna do, go on, you know, uh, go especially hit Texas, you know, go to the Texas markets, uh, tech, you know, to do the press conferences, uh, mm-hmm. all, all where the pay per view str- uh, sells strong, Joe, South. Southwest U.S., Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, okay? Hit those markets in maybe New York and, you know, you know what I mean? Just like they did when Oscar De La Hoya fought the dad, Salvez Sr., okay? They went on a multi-city tour, uh, and, and the main markets they hit were them, you know, them strong pay-per-view markets like San Antonio, okay? Uh, I think they hit Houston. You know, you know what I mean, Joe? Just do the same thing. Just market it right and uh, do a good promotional tour. And, uh, and the, you know, the 24-7, you know, do the 24-7. But, God, Julio Jr., please don't go out in the living room with your underwear and start hitting the pads <laughs> with your coach. <laughs> Remember that, Joe? Please don't do that, man. Oh, oh, you're talking about, yeah, and his preparation, the embarrassing, humiliating well, preparation for Sergio Martinez, in which he stood, he stood up Freddie Roach at the wildcard gym several times, trekking out to L.A. 
moving couches, training in his underwear in his living room. Yeah. Embarrassing. Not the, you know, and his dad is his dad is there passionately trying to actually coach him and give him instruction, and he just walks on by him, ignoring the living legend. Yeah. Let's just hope the build up to this fight isn't anything like that, Gogi. He did this on twenty four seven where everybody saw him. Oh. It was embarrassing, and if it, and Gogi, if it weren't for that twelfth round. Yeah, yeah, he would have yeah. become. He would have been a laughing stock overnight. Exactly. Because yes, that exactly. was embarrassing. That's not yeah. how you win fights. So, well, this is it. This is the last chance saloon for Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. El Gran Campeón. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I tell you what, Gogi, there it is. Your uh, big, big event so far. The biggest event of 2017, slated for May 6th. Tentatively scheduled for the T-Mobile Arena, but nothing's official. Hopefully, this will go to the AT&T Center in Arlington, Texas. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully, it'll go there. But, Gogi, your final thoughts on this matchup before we sign off from War Week Radio. Hopefully, Joe, it's in over there in Dallas. Because, man, I, you know, I love this sport so much. But the way these, the powers in boxing have screwed this sport up the last couple of years – particularly Al Heyman, man, it needs a fight like this to get it back on the right track to be in your popular again, mainstream and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just hope, but in order to be mainstream, if you could do a, if you could do a crowd of like 75, 80,000 people, oh my God, you know what I mean? It, it, <laughs> you know, it's a big, a big steroid Indeed. boost to boxing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, and there you have it. I'm your host, Joseph Heron. And, uh, guys, we've been listening to the expertise of Mr. James Gogi. Guys, you've been listening to War Week Radio, our first show of 2017. Guys, we're going to be frequenting the air, going live once again next week. Uh, and uh, so tune in to our YouTube channel. Subscribe. And thanks for listening to War Week Radio. Have a good evening, everybody. <laughs>